We were fostered all separately and again that must have been really difficult for us but finally I think we were advertised as for sale in the newspaper because we were three girls and we weren't to be separated we had to be kept together. Welcome to the People of Dubai podcast with me, Annie, and my lovely friend and co-host, Holly. In this episode, we're speaking to a really interesting guest. She's an entrepreneur, a businesswoman. Please welcome the beautiful Kelly Marie Hodgkin. Thank you, ladies. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Thank you for coming on our show. Thanks for having me. So with you, Kelly, we've got so much to explore. So for the listeners, the reason I suppose we asked you on the show is that you are a very successful businesswoman and we want to touch on all of your um, businesses, why you moved to Dubai, a bit about your story, so we've got loads to explore. Do you want to start off by kind of telling us a bit about your businesses in Dubai and why you moved here? Yeah, it's quite a funny story actually. I mean, not ha-ha funny, but just, you know, odd. So I was in Scotland at the time working for Optical Express, the opticians, and I had a penthouse in Glasgow and the owner of the penthouse who owned the real estate company was moving to Dubai to set up here and we'd met a few times and he was looking for a PA. So at the time I was eight years with Optical Express, I was single, still young. <laughs> and yeah, still young. I am still young. <laughs> and he offered me the job. So I moved over, I was getting a salary but as you know how Dubai is the company was taking longer to set up and he wasn't quite ready so he had asked me to go back to Scotland and wait until he was ready up and running but this point I'd sold everything in Scotland you know I was here so there was no way I was going back so I gave myself a month to find a job and that's where it started. So how long have you been here? Over 15 years now. And is it home? You're not leaving? Absolutely never leaving. Really? Everyone asks me all the time when I go back home to to England, would you ever move back? I'm like, absolutely not. Really? Yeah. You said you visited the UK recently. Did it make you miss? No. Really? Absolutely not. (laughs) I think being an expat, living in Dubai, I always get the itch in the summer because it gets really warm, doesn't it? Yeah. And you think, oh, going back to Europe or being in the UK when the weather's nice. I mean, it's lovely to leave and, you know, we're lucky enough to be able to go and, and vacay and stuff, but it's always so much nicer to come back. And tell us a bit about your businesses. I know you've got your finger in so many pies. So I You're started boss, off with my modelling agency, my modelling and events company in 2014, I think we started. We still have that, it's still going really well, it pretty much runs itself. And then I most recently started partnering with Jim Clothing Company. So it was run by two guys, Max and Jamie. They brought me on originally as an ambassador for the clothing and then they were looking for an investor. And I loved the product, loved the clothing, so I invested and now we're equal partners. It's going really well, still an amazing product, amazing brand, some big things coming for us this year. We've just launched a new core range, which is out now, check it out. And then I'm partnering Thomas Royal, which is a swimwear brand for men and children. Um, I actually bought my husband a pair of swimming trunks from there. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a few other things, like I'm always looking at investing in other businesses. I'm in talks with a few just now. I have to love the product. I have to believe in the people that I'm working with. We have to gel. It's got to fit. I was going to ask you, because you say that you've got partners. What is it what you look for 
when you partner with someone because some people can either work with someone and some people like we've had like other entrepreneurs they're like don't go into business with family like don't do this like what is it you look for in that person is it honesty you know that drive I don't think we all have to have the same thing I think it really helps if I'm you know really good at something and they're maybe not so good at that so we all have to you know really work well together like I'm really good at sales and marketing and things mm. where Jamie's really good at the marketing stuff. He's got a marketing business and Max is, you know, a real numbers guy. You know, we're all completely different when we all bring something different to the table. So I think that's really important. Making a power duo. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, there's something special in that person. So we've touched on it with some entrepreneurs is there's been like a trauma in someone's life. You're taking away my uh, talk for my empowerment day. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Which we're attending. <laughs> At least we're on the same radar, babe. <laughs> I think there's that trauma element or you've gone through something in your life. Do you believe that? This is a huge thing for me. I really believe it because obviously it happened to me. Being adopted at a young age and having a start in life that wasn't amazing has really pushed me to be better, to do better. I think with a lot of entrepreneurs, there's always pain behind the power. And I think that's what drives them forward. And that's what, you know, makes them work a little bit harder than the normal person. So are your siblings, would you say they've got that entrepreneur Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe you have to have it in you to start with. And I do believe like a trauma helps. But no, my siblings are completely different. Yeah. So with the adoption, and when you were younger, if you don't mind, I just want to go in a bit deeper. So when you were younger, did you know you were adopted? Did you... Um, I grew up knowing, so I don't ever remember having the chat when I was younger that, oh, you know, you're adopted. I just, I grew up knowing that we were, like with they, my parents that adopted us, amazing people were always just very open with us. I think from the age of about 10 downwards, I've blocked everything out, so I don't actually remember a lot. There are some times when I'm in London and, some smells or some places I do actually get triggers like yeah but from being adopted the start in life we were the lady who gave birth to us my birth mother I think she was really troubled she struggled with drugs and she had my older sister a month later she fell pregnant with me 10 months later here I am and then a year later she had my younger sister so all very close in age but she couldn't cope So she was, I think she was 16 when she had my older sister. So she was always struggling with, I can't cope with them. No, I do want them. No, I can't. So we were pushed from pillar to post and we were given to social services. Then she wanted us back. And I mean, it it must have been a lot for us as children. Again, I've blocked it out. So I don't really know. But I think the final point was when my younger sister was left in front of an electric fire when she was possibly oh like two, one, two years old. And she was she's burnt now from the, her little toe up to her thigh, mm. like a really severe burn. And that was when I think the social services were like, no. They had to enough. step in. Yeah. yeah. But I think the last time we actually ever saw her, she did put us all in a taxi and she sent us to an address and said, oh, I'm the babysitter. And then obviously we got to the other end and there was no one there. So, yeah. And then we were fostered all separately and... Again, that must have been really difficult for us. But finally, I think we were advertised as for sale in the newspaper because we were three girls and we weren't to be separated. We had to be kept together. 
That's crazy. Um, and then lucky enough, an amazing family took all three. I mean, crazy families. Mm-hmm. But. Can I ask, and it's quite an invasive question, but you talk with it with so much grace and, you know, like some people could have a real chip on their shoulder or, you know, like be really angry with what yeah. you went through. Like, has your experience and trauma and going through this, like, what is that process like? Is it therapy? Is it changed since you've become a mother? Do you put all your energy into your work and your businesses to strive and do better and support other women? Like, yeah. I find that any trauma you go through, you kind of like latch onto something. Yeah. I think a lot of people that this has happened to, they can be really angry people and they'll always be a victim. But I think you have to choose how you want to come out of this. Yeah. Like, I could have been a victim and I could spend my whole life with a chip on my shoulder, you know, life is so unfair. Or do what I've done and turn it around and make something of it that I'm never going to be, you know, that person or go through those things that she did. And then obviously having my own children, I would never want them to experience any of that, not feeling loved or not feeling wanted and feeling like rejected and going through life, kind of not knowing what you did wrong. Mm. But yeah, I think that is what helps me wanting to give back to other women and not just women just people just to if you can then why not yeah I think it's kind of like the way you word things like it's completely separate but three years ago I, I lost my dad suddenly to cancer and he was my world and we actually changed the way like me and my mom changed the way we like looked at things like when instead of saying like his funeral we said like celebration of life something like that and it was like I still remember when it was like we were talking about it and I was like why us as a family and I was going like feeling sorry for myself she was like why not us yeah do you know what I mean like it's kind of as you said like life is so challenging everyone has their own little battles and strides but I think it's as well like what you take the positive out of it and don't let it change you yeah I mean Unfortunately, the amazing woman that adopted me, we lost her to cancer six, seven years ago now. I'm sorry to And I did go through a period of like, why? Like, she yeah. was incredible. Like, but, you know, God needed another angel. Yeah. Like, she was an amazing, amazing woman. And would you say it's changed you as a parent on how you parent? I suppose you can't compare it I, to Yeah, because I didn't know before. As a parent, I think we all just try and do our best. Every day is a challenge. None of us got, a, you know, an instruction guide. So as a parent, I, I say we just do our best and just give as much love as we can. Would it make you want to adopt? I know you've got three beautiful... No, 100%. I really wanted a girl. We did go down the adoption route in Dubai. It's really difficult. There's only a certain few countries that you're allowed to adopt from, like the Congo and certain places in Africa. We went through all the tests and all the psychology things and paid a lot of money and then it just didn't happen because there was some conflict with the country. So it wasn't the right time and then I had another baby. (laughs) (laughs) Cut your hands full. (laughs) Yes, I think I'm done. I think as well though, Kelly, I mean, I've had a couple of interactions with you and you are a very generous, caring and you just want to give people things, not like items, but you just really see the best and you really are generous and I think that that maybe is also from being adopted you know like a few people have said like and I don't know if I'm overcompensating for something like I don't know what it is I mean I'm sure a therapist could could tell me but I do think I overgive and I overshare and it is probably a trigger I don't know it's something that I I know I do but I can't help it (laughs) it's a very nice trait to have so going back to your businesses and living in Dubai 
I suppose moving here and coming to Dubai, I would say it's a land of opportunities. There's so much that you can get out of living here. Would you say that that's really helped your businesses and the people you've met and things like that? Yeah, I'd say anyone thinking of coming to Dubai, like it's such an amazing place to start a business. There's so many opportunities out there. Dubai really helps people be able to go after their dreams and stuff. You know, a lot of things are hard in Dubai. But it is easy to start a business here. You know, if you've got the backing, you know what you want to do and, you, you know, you've got your plan. I found that it is probably easier here than, you know, back in the UK. There's just so much opportunity and there's always so much going on and it's always evolving. And I do think this is the perfect place for anyone looking to start a business. How do you juggle all your businesses? That's what I'm so intrigued because I'm a bit of a stalker on your Instagram account. (laughs) And it's so interesting because every day, you know, you're doing like a shoot, you're doing, you know, you always, I don't know, I think it's in your home, you take photos like in your lift, you're like, I'm going for a meeting, doing this, and you have so many brands under your belt. Like, do you allocate one day for something? Do you... I mean, I'm really, really organised. It's probably one of my best traits. I'm so organised. I plan everything. Yeah. I think I keep myself really busy so then I don't have to think about anything bad. And I think I've done that my entire life. Like if I have to sit down and I'm not busy, then you can start thinking about stuff. And I've, I've had a therapist say this to me before, like you, you're constantly just like meeting after meeting, like back to back everything. Like you don't make any time to actually look deep inside and, and deal with, you know, traumas and stuff, which is something I am working on. But time management is one of my strengths. I'm really good at managing my time, making sure that I've got a right balance with my kids and my husband. That's something we're going to talk about at the Empowerment Day. I'm really interested in like a day in the life of Kelly for our listeners and for me. It's quite boring, really. (laughs) No, tell us about it. Um, I mean, fangirls. (laughs) Every day I start off with a workout. I think that's really important for my mind, my body. Obviously, living in Dubai, it's very like, look at me. <laughs> so, you know, just to keep <laughs> healthy, to keep fit, to look good. Every day I start off with a workout and then catch up on all my emails and stuff over breakfast. And then I either work from home or go straight into the office, depending on what day it is. You know, each day is a different brand that we work on. I try and fit at least two days a week into working on my personal brand because that's quite a big thing for me I think people buy into my brands because of me Mm. so my personal brand and my content and things like that's quite important and then I try and keep my afternoons free for the kids amazing and you've got three three boys three boys are they a bit of a handful um they're all really good boys to be honest I'm very lucky I think my mum's looking down on me and she's given me three very good boys oh do they get on they're boys (laughs) (laughs) and going back to being an entrepreneur so I find that when you speak to entrepreneurs you've got a goal and then you achieve that goal and then you have another goal so what was the kind of biggest achievement I suppose you've had in your life or I've made it moment if you've got one? I don't think you ever get to that point and that's what keeps an entrepreneur going. Do you never think, oh, I've made it now? I think we always just strive to do more, be more. So I don't think you ever get to that point where you sit back. I think 
you sit back and think, oh, this is nice sitting on my yacht or in a private jet. And you think this is good, but then you strive for something more. Do you pinch yourself when you're on a yacht or on a private jet and think... No, because I manifested it. Amazing. And you think manifestation works? 100%. So we actually, when me and Holly first started our podcast months ago, and I said that there were like a couple of people that we wanted on the podcast and you were one of them and I'd never met you we'd both followed you on Instagram and we reached out and that's how I was saying earlier with you giving Pinch that yourself. I'm here <laughs> <laughs> and it's manifestation we manifested it and you're Good. here yeah so we also have to thank you for that because you needed to cooperate with us <laughs> for it to happen <laughs> so you've been on yachts you private jets and I suppose do you ever kind of take a step back and think oh you know for my children I want them to have kind of the same up you know like you know being on a pro- that's not a normal thing no do you know what I think I mean? it's a really tough thing in Dubai to bring up children I love it because they're in a bubble of safety and so much to do here yeah with kids it's an amazing place for children yeah however like they're not streetwise like we were from, you know growing up I want them to be real but I also don't want them to have the struggles it's a real tough balance for them to you just have to teach them like no, money doesn't grow on trees. We have to work really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have a clue. Like, they really don't have a clue. Like, some of the things my middle child says to me, I'm just like... Please, he didn't say that. Stop. He didn't say that. But yeah. I think you can do that. If I had children in Dubai, I would struggle to kind of what the reality is yeah. of like back home to what people have here. I was um, queuing for a flight, you know, um, the other day and I was in the business class queue on Emirates and this family behind us had this little girl she must have been maybe like nine and she turned to her dad and said dad what's economy class honestly I don't think my kids have ever flown economy and they've never turned right if we had to turn right I think they would die they'll be like mum this is prison (laughs) they can't understand like when we're on the like a private jet and they're like What's the Wi-Fi? I'm like, it's so, like, if you go on a jet, if the wi- there's no Wi-Fi. It costs, like, $60,000 or something to have Wi-Fi on the jet. Like, it's really no, expensive. No, I never knew that. So I actually prefer to fly, like, Emirates, like, first than yeah. I do private because I've got my TV. <laughs> um, they have no idea. That's great. And I have to ask you about your amazing show. I watched the first episode, The Real Business Women of Dubai. Like how it started and how it's going. So we are now the business women in Dubai. We are currently in talks with a few networks, TV networks, so we're not releasing any more episodes. We're changing the narrative a little bit on it, where it's more of a, an apprentice meets Dragon's Den. I can't tell you too much, but yeah, we're in talks with a few networks at the moment, so watch your space. Oh my God, I want to come on it. I've got an idea that I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pitch to you and you can say whether you're in or out. (laughs) That's exciting. When do you think that will launch? Um, I've actually got another TV show that I'm looking at at the moment, which will be fifth starting to film early next year, so probably mid next year. Exciting. So what's in the pipeline for Kelly? What's coming up? Well, like I said earlier, I've got a couple of other companies I'm looking at investing. One I'm really excited about 
just waiting for a few meetings and stuff for that. And always looking for the next big thing, the next big investment. We've got Beach Club opening at the end of October. Amazing. Um, Where's this? At the W Hotel oh, on the wow. Palm. So we've taken nice. a, a big space there and it's going to be called Beach Club, so B-C-H-C-L-B. So that's really exciting. We've just opened with our partners a football academy called Precision Football Club and we're opening a restaurant there called The Coterie. So that's exciting. That should be the end of this month. And, and, and. Exciting. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I want to also pick your brain for like advice. And I think for our listeners, they're listening and think, you know, I do want to start a business up in Dubai. And you seem really confident. And any advice that you have for for people that are wanting to set up? You really need to know your market. Like if you've got a product, you've got an idea, you have to be passionate about it. You have to really be passionate about it. Know your market, know your audience, know your numbers and your facts and your figures when you're going to an investor. I think the worst thing for me is people coming to me with an idea and a plan, but they've got no idea on figures. And just don't take no for an answer. Just keep going. You've done that. You've just kept going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, what is your favourite thing to do in Dubai? I'm quite intrigued with this. I'd say spending time with my family and friends. Yeah. One thing I do do every week at least is get a massage. I think that's very important. Mm -mm. And I've recently found out that you actually burn calories getting a massage. So crack on girls. So I think just spending time, I think having time with family and friends and switching off for at least five minutes is good yeah Gorgeous. and would we ever see you out and about in restaurants or I suppose where do you like to go I think one of my all-time faves which is just is always good fun is the main in JBR I love it there food's always good the vibe's good staff are amazing if I wanted a little bit more higher end I would go to La Cantina Emirates Towers love that I do like the oysters at Maine as well the best (laughs) good brunch (laughs) thank you Kelly that has been amazing to get to know all about you and about your businesses and hearing some advice so where can our listeners follow and see more about you you can go to my website which is kellyhodgkin.com or my instagram which is kellymariehodgkin excellent well thank you so much it's been amazing thank you and good luck with your new adventures thank you stay tuned for our next episode and our next guest and please follow us on our socials the underscore pod xb on instagram and tiktok stay tuned